0: Assalamu alaikum, this is episode 42, Vocal Only Nasheeds and the Devilish Music Industry with Omar Aysa. Omar Aysa is an award-winning and chart-topping Nasheed artist who uses vocals only in his Nasheeds. In his old life, he was a promising R&B slash pop singer who decided to leave music to focus on Nasheeds after reconnecting with his faith. Omar has since topped the iTunes world chart multiple times and his Nasheeds are watched and heard all across the globe. We'll be having a conversation with this Nasheed sensation on his unapologetic approach to expressing his Muslimness and his faith, leaving behind a music industry ripe with corruption and battling with the absence of instruments in his creative work. Hope you enjoy this episode and welcome back once again to 786 Boulevard. We appreciate you taking from your time. Um, it, it's 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 really comforting to have a guest on who's from the same same time zone as me. Usually, most of our guests <laughs> are across the Atlantic, and I'm here at 10 p.m., 11 p.m., uh, trying <laughs> to, 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 to accom- accommodate their schedules. But today, Hasnain is uh wake, wake, woke up nice and early to accommodate you. So let's appreciate him uh, for that. Uh, inshallah. Now um, I know how you feel. Omar, um, I uh, listened to a few of your tracks uh, before we started. Of course, I I I feel like for many of our audience, you need really no introduction. Um, But I was listening to uh, a podcast that you did with uh, uh, Salim at the Muslim five before we started. And one thing that really kind of stood out to me was that you, in the beginning, you talked about how you're not subtle with your identity. So, for example, Mm. in the tracks that you put out, you know, you don't try to... To, to de-arabize um, the kind of, you know, the way you describe your tracks or the branding of it. Um, and I find that very interesting. I just wanted to kind of like poke into the philosophy behind that and, and why you feel like it's important to, to, to be so, dare I use the word unapologetic of your identity? I mean, what's the kind of philosophy behind that, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Um, it's because, um you know, when you do nasheeds, for example, um um it's like, it's that genre. Like if somebody did rap, and I'm, I guess the, the normal thing for rap now is to talk about you know how much uh, jewelry you have or the cards you have or whatever. So uh, you know, as as as, a, as a, um, if you're a country singer, you have to talk about how you live, you know, with lots of horses or whatever. But you know, as a, as a Muslim, I think it's so important that we have to show our identity, bro, because we are shown in negative ways all the time. Yeah. So I think that you know, if we speak out proudly, that we're Muslims. I've always said to people that you know, when you're at work, uh, tell people you're going to pray. Don't say, oh, I'm just going to go uh, have a little a break because people respect you more, you know, Like because people look at you because I've got lots of non-Muslim friends. Some of my family are non-Muslim. And, you know, when you say you're going to go, they respect it. They want to inquire about it. They want to know about it. And I believe as Muslims, we're on this earth to give da'wah, no matter what job we do. Uh, you know, you might be a um, a sports person, a, a nurse, a doctor. I'm not saying blatant da'wah, by the way. I'm not saying I'll yeah. go there and... You know, through through, through uh, your dish.
0: actions and your characteristics and your yeah and
1: your yeah heart. yeah 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 and I'm, I'm a nasheed artist so my nasheeds are talking about Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. They are talking about Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They're talking about Islam. They're talking about the beauty of our religion. They're talking about my conversations with Allah. And yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm, that's just gonna be me through and through. Uh, you know, I love it when uh, you know people who are not Muslims. Sorry, people who are Muslims and you don't know and you find out they're Muslims. You're like, ah, oh, that's so cool. Like and you look at it and you go, um, it gives you it gives me a little special feeling. And I saw a sports person the other day on Twitter and it came up and he was praying. I was like, mm. "What? He's a Muslim." Yeah. And it like and, I, and all of a sudden I was like, "This, I, I'm his fan." There's, there's, <laughs> I don't I don't care what happens. I'm his fan. It doesn't matter. How there's there's, a,
0: there's that there's that brotherly connection I guess between different yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. People across yeah the people. Yeah, and
1: you don't ask the question. You don't ask the question at that moment. What, what, what is he? What sect is he that like,
0: You know, mm. the, now he's
1: praying he's praying yeah, yeah. he's praying and that, that's my brother you know so you know
0: you, you oh. know what's interesting though i think the reason i wanted to ask you that is because there is kind of like um obviously i, I do a lot of poetry specifically about the LGBT and mostly about like kind of like shia orientation um yeah. but what's interesting in that conversation is that there's a debate between okay do you kind of if you're gonna let's say write poetry in english you know uh is, does it not defeat the purpose to use for example urdu terminology or arabic terminology because there already is that kind of existing database uh, of 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 recitations in that language so i want to like to, to see if there were any parallels in that in this kind of like nasheed world that you live in where mm. obviously like you said you're doing that well right so on one on one sense i completely get that you're trying to be unapologetic about your identity but let's say for example if you're do you feel that basically what i'm trying to ask you is that a non-muslim might not connect with it as much given you know that for example you might use a lot of arabic terms uh, and be so i guess unapologetic about that uh, kind of identity uh, like like do you feel like it's unnecessary to spell it out for them basically is, is what i'm trying to ask you uh, in your art
1: um I- i'm not making my issues for non-muslims mm. if that makes sense um it's just that blatant to be honest with you like they've got enough music for them to listen to um i'm trying to cater for the muslim audience because i'm trying to get the muslims to not listen to music mm. that's my daily mission you know that's so Uh, It's it's, If non-Muslims listen I'm not saying to non-Muslims not to listen to it I want them to listen to it But I'm not going to cater to them Because they've got enough people caring to them anyway Mm. There's not enough people caring to Muslim audience
0: Interesting Hasnain, I think He's part of your demographic by the way Of trying to move people off music Because he, Mm. uh, unfortunately We're trying to guide him off the path
2: (laughs) It's interesting because um, With the progression of the world um, And Islam being on the news 24 7 in front of people that are non-muslim as well um i think you know nasheed music or music that incorporates islamic values you know you even have rappers today who come from a muslim background who want to incorporate islam into their music whether that's questionable or not i leave it up to them i think people are very knowledgeable as non-muslims um where they catch on to phrases like they know what alhamdulillah means, right? Because it was a it was a phrase. So for them, you know, I, I've spoken to a lot of my 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 friends who you know listen to hip hop and R and B and all this stuff, and you know they make the connection from hip hop to Islam, right? Back in the day, they they make the connection of tradition in Islam from different cultures to music. And kind of like the, that's their variation of where music comes from, and that's the variation of the connection between the two. So, you know, it's, it's great that you're making music for Muslims only because, you know, it's, it's, it's the demographic you're catering to. But, you know, you, yeah. should pat your, you should pat yourself on the back because, you know, you're doing a service without even knowing it because you can – changing one person's viewpoint – is better than having like a hundred Muslims go. Oh yeah, this is nice. You know, I, I it's just my point.
0: And well, you know, I, I think just, just the back of that, I don't want to be on this uh, point too much. Um, But obviously we know that you reached, I think it was number four or number three. Uh, in the yeah. Program, number three. You know, yeah, iTunes gonna... charts, so with, with your last album, I believe it was right. I think it was last Shahr Ramadan. Yeah, um, it was, it
1: was actually, it was actually number three and it was actually not even on the world charts. I was, it was number one, but this is the oh, mainstream wow. chart. This is okay. the main, like the one that, you get you get um yeah I'm, yeah I'm, basically I'm,
0: jay-z yeah, and eminem yeah, god, yeah. god knows who i, I don't know hasney knows more than, more than, more than me <laughs> yeah yeah level. whoever knows whoever
1: music is, is
0: there so yeah alhamdulillah but, but what i find interesting about that is because i feel like with nasheed generally and I, I, when i see nasheed i'm I'm seeing it specifically like nasheed with vocals only which is what you kind of do no music at all kind of thing no. it's always i feel like it. it's always got this kind of like connotation of yeah but it's not really real music you know you can't really compete you know, with, with 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 mainstream music, and 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 you can't even compete with, for example, um, uh, and we'll get into this later, inshallah. Uh, Islamic rappers who are kind of like rapping about Islam specifically, but using music, it's 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 an underdog basically, and I think you really prove that it, it's not. What did that kind of like show you about how willing people are to consume, uh, you know, nasheeds that are essentially not that music free, essentially and vocal only.
1: I think I think there um there's a huge audience out there. I think for, for, and it showed when, the, when um, my album came out, Allah and His Beloved, in April. I think, but the problem is, the massive problem is, I was talking to somebody about yesterday, right? I go, um, I, go to, um, I go to my friend and I go, if I did that as a, with instruments in it, and about, you know, love or whatever, every record label on this earth would have been knocking on my door, going, who is this guy? How did you do that? Because I remember I was speaking to my guys in the music game after and they were like, So how did you do it? Like, what was the budget? Who was your team? I went I literally looked, I went, I'm an independent artist, bro. Like I have a little, very small team and they don't know nothing about music. They just reply back to emails and reply back to messages. And for me, I have my my teammate, I guess, is Allah. And he was like, That's Okay. Right. So it's like he <laughs> it, it was he was like looking at me like, What? But the fact of the matter is that um is they don't want to, the, the labels don't want to show you that side of Islam. This is the, this is the truth, the matter, man. Like, wow, you know, man. we can't, we, we have to stop as beating around the bush thinking that, you know, if we bring them a, a wholesome Islamic identity, they're going to be like, oh, nah, 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 nah. The devil don't work like that. He don't, mm. he, he don't work like that. It's completely against him to have all of a sudden these Muslims coming in into the entertainment world and praising Allah. He's like, what? I don't want to praise Allah. I want to praise mm-hmm. everything else, which is against Allah, which is what music is now, right? Mm-hmm. Music is literally—I always give an example of hip hop. Hip hop started as a, a movement, yeah, in New York. It's, now it's all about strip clubs, sex, drugs, Percocet, you know, jewelry. It's got no identity anymore, bro. You can't remember the guy from back in the day to who the rappers are now. Every rapper's called Little Z or Little E or Little Whatever. <laughs> you know, there's no identity there. You know, and, and it's completely getting lost in the source. Like, you know, they don't own their music. They have no control over their, over their music. And it's mad because I've heard African-Americans say themselves, they say, we came with ropes around our neck. Now we've just got jewellery around our neck. It's you know, it's life. it's a sad reality, man. And, but it's about identity. There's no one connecting. And whenever the, the African-Americans, especially in America, subhanAllah, I've lived in America. Yeah. They resonate with Islam because they came with Islam. Yeah. So yeah. when they really find Islam, they find Islam, right? And they're like, you know, and they really find out what this dunya is. And uh, sorry, man, I just went on on a tangent. No, there, no, go for it, man. It, it, it's it's mad though. Nobody cared, my bro. Um, David, whatever, sitting in um, uh, Sony Music right now, don't care about Omarisa, Yeah, he cares about Drake because there's an agenda behind all that music, man. But is
0: it is it is it only agenda based? Because I've ever- I mean it is an industry at the end of the day right If he feels like he can make money out of you Would he then not be more inclined to kind of like work with you Or, or are you just saying that it's, it's completely against their, their Because I, I've heard before Like we had a guest in the podcast in the past Who said like music is full of soul But the music industry is soulless for example So my question basically is that Is it, as, is it just a complete devilish uh, industry that has, nothing, that has nothing to do with Islam Or is it just that they, they can't feel that they, they can monetize you properly
1: no, nah, you know what, like, th- th- there's definitely, I, I completely disagree with m- uh, um, musical instruments, by the way. Uh, mm. But there is definitely good in there. Uh, just like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, there's a little bit of good in alcohol. Mm. But the majority of it's bad. And we know what alcohol, too much alcohol, what does it do? You, you can't even walk. You don't even know who your mum is from your wife. Mm. You know, so the music industry, there are, there are really good people in the industry. You know, I've met them. I know them. Right. But the majority of the music industry... I believe is a great tool for Shaitan. I mean, look at Hollywood, my bro. Look how Hollywood portrays us Muslims. Yeah, if you go for, if I went for a role, they're looking at me thinking, hmm, this is not really, uh, we don't have any terrorists playing in this movie. (laughs) We don't know how to portray you in this movie. You know, it's it's, it's mad, bro, how uh, the way that people are stereotyped is crazy. And as Muslims, we have the media, we have this and all that. I don't want to sound grim, but I'm from the entertainment world. And, mm. and it was actually quite mad. And also, I'm South Asian, and uh, South Asians don't buy music. Uh, the CEO of Spotify did an interview in India just uh, two weeks ago. I've been saying this for 10 years. He said that India, uh, South Asian people love listening to music, but they don't pay for it. Mm. And mm, I've been yeah. saying this for a long time. You know what, do you know what was mad? Do you know Simon Cowell, when he was yeah. on the top with, with Psycho? Do you know who his head of A&R was? A guy called Raj. Yeah. How many South Asians is Simon Cowell signed? Apart from Zayn Malik, who looked white. None. I mean, we have to, it, it, we don't, we have to ask the question uh, yeah. at the end of the day that we're not, we're, there's many agendas working against us, uh, you know, especially South Asians, bro. Like black, uh, Afro-Caribbean people have it bad, mm. but South Asian people have it bad. Like we're mm. not cool, bro. To Stacey and David in Cornwall, yeah? They look at me and they think, yeah, right, man, you're my, you're my accountant, bro. You know, at the end of the day. But when they look at Stormzy, that's like, raw. You know what? Imagine where the Thornton Heath, South London. Oh, wow. He he was raised in the ghetto. How many South Asians are raised in the ghetto? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> almost everyone. <laughs> exactly. It's it, it's 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 crazy the it's perception that they can put out there, bro. So it's a deeper conversation. There's many elements of, you know, what what's happening in the music scene. So
2: i I mean, just just to bounce off of uh, what what you said. um, you know, to, to, to rebuttal, and, and my viewpoint is, as, you know, as a filmmaker, and an actor, I think you can twist Hollywood. Obviously, they portray us in a certain way, but you can twist, twist the agenda and the viewpoint of the viewer. But you have to, like you said, be independent, right? You have to go out and make your own, um, you know, films and and, and, and kind of counter argue, you know, blockbuster hits. Um, you don't feel like it's the same with the, the music industry?
1: You know, uh, Brother Hussein, as you you know, if you're in the film industry, you know that you independently will never, ever be able to compete with um, uh, a big major Hollywood studio. And you know why right. that is? Not because of your talent. It's because of the money you don't have. Right. Yeah? Uh, Ed Sheeran, when he released his last album, he advertised on every single bus stop in England. I can't even afford one billboard. I gotta I'm connect if you need. <laughs> I think I, I think I'll, I'll get that off you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's we can do if we had the money, man. We would we could do whatever we want. Absolutely, hundred ultimately, 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 it's about building our own platforms. That's why I'm going back to your uh, initial question, brother Nuli Is that I'm a I'm an unapologetic Muslim, mm. and I'm trying to create an Islamic utopia here. I'm trying to create a Muslim environment. I'm trying to open up Muslim mic nights. Yeah, of course, there will be many kind of um, uh, like uh, things happening in a mic night, for example, which don't happen in a, a normal mic night, you know, but um, we're trying to create a, a kind of a wholesome kind of place. That's music, that's movies, if that's this, if that's that. But it's it's it all comes down to, to money. The mainstream world is not going to help you. The mainstream world does not want to hear about uh, the, be- the beauty of Islam. Trust me. You, you know,
0: you know. I just to jump in before you. Jump in. Um, yeah, go for, go for it. Um, I actually find that very refreshing because I feel like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure there are so many elements and layers to, you know, why you do what you do. Um, I'm sure the most basic level of it is because you enjoy it and because you love it, right? Um, but just hearing that, you know, you have this kind of uh, vision that, that you want to build, it's not just simply about releasing some, you know, beautiful Nasheed videos, it's also about building a movement and building a, a world essentially. I, I find that really refreshing. Um, what I wanted to ask you was, do you feel like you can compete with all these you know like you said it's this, this this billion dollar multi-billion dollar music industry because you know you mentioned that you're trying to get muslims i guess muslim kids as well off music and let's be honest all muslim kids grow up on music i grew up on music yes. You know, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's what we do um and i i see firsthand like again like my, my position is, is pretty simple i'm not a judgmental person if people listen to music that's up to them it's not really for me to say i find that Generally, when we say music, we're talking about obviously, you know, the the the, the types of, of uh, you know, hip hop and R&B that, you know, speak about sex and drugs and stuff like that. I, I find that that kind of music always pushes me away from my religion at the very basic praying pay, pay, on time is the direct correlation between that. I enjoy classical music a lot. You know, I don't find that has any effect on me. So that's why I kind of like fall. Uh, and, then, and then certain uh, songs and stuff. But the point I'm trying to make is that music is such a big part of our world. So many Muslims listen to music. So many Muslim kids listen to music. And your mission is to try and move them off it and bring them toward uh, your stuff and Nasheed generally. Do you feel like that's a battle that is, is even winnable? Like, like what, what kind of challenges do you feel like, what have you faced? And are you going to continue to face in, in that mission of yours?
1: Yeah, it's definitely not It's definitely not winnable. <laughs> it's definitely not winnable. Like, I'd be delusional to sit here to think it's, it's winnable. Um, you know, the only thing I can do is if I can make even one person ultimately, I get messages every day, by the way, saying I've stopped listening to music. So I just thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that because ultimately, um, you know, how many people is that person then going to speak to, and how, how, how much what it's like pay it forward, like you know, it's like a tree, you know, you you change one, you try to change one person, if they change, then they go and change three, then they change six, it's like a massive tree. And we don't know what's happened. I don't know. There's many people who don't message me, who don't, um, you know, who stop listening to music. It's it's an impossible task, but that doesn't mean we can't. We shouldn't stop, right? You know, we're not going to stop sinning as well, but does that mean we give up and we go, you know, just, you know, Allah, I can't. I I I love the lady too much. I love ladies too much. I'm gonna no. You're gonna fight your urge, man. You're gonna fight until the day that you die. You're gonna fight to be a better Muslim. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala loves the believer who constantly keeps coming back to him because we're not we're, we're not we're never going to be perfect the only uh, only only prophet muhammad wasalam, was perfect if we talk about human wise if that makes sense right and and then ultimately uh, it's our king allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the fact is that i just i just have to keep trying you know i have so many things that i want to do um but the only every time the stumbling block is is that man i, I wish i had like a rich dad or something, you know, or I had a a rich uncle or something who could, uh, you know, fund me and finance me. But I have to make the money. I have to work, make the money, bring it in and put it into my work. I've been doing that since I started doing the sheets. So um, it's an uphill battle. It's always going to be an uphill battle.
0: Yeah, I, I, Hasnain, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll let you ask your question, but um, I, I actually face that as about. well. <laughs> I actually faced that as well, both in like uh, creating like uh, uh, tracks specifically, like like Noah's and stuff like that, uh, because it's very expensive to record and to go to studios. It's extremely expensive. Also in videography, you know, I, I'm, I'm a videographer as well, and uh, I mention this almost in every episode, but this year I've transitioned onto a full time <laughs> freelancer. Um, <laughs> but like, just an update on that, Hasnain. This is an expensive gig, man. It it's is. very expensive to get the right equipment, to get the best equipment. There's no end to what you can spend. And just uh, basically, I just want to lead off your point that money really is everything when it comes to creative industries. You have to have money. Obviously, you have to have talent as well. But money really helps, you know, uh, you use that talent properly. Um, and I think that's the biggest challenge that we have as a minority community who generally grew up, you know, poor, who generally grew up in, in ghettos, as you said. Um, Hassan, sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think all three of us have something in common where we we all invest in our own talent, right? Um, As you know, all my films that i produced was my own money out of my own pocket because, you know, the last thing anybody who wants to do as an artist is go and and, and beg for money, right? So you just, you pump it on your own, have your own control. You know, the question you asked, Nuri, was, you know, the challenges facing how how can, you know, an Ashid artist or any artist kind of go against the grain, right? And then... You know, Omar, your answer was, you know, you you might not win. So my quick thought was it's not I don't think it's a battle of win or lose. I think it's a it's a battle of carving your piece of the pie. Right. If there's a if there if there's a circle, you're not trying to compete with anybody. You just want your slice of the pie. That's all. And once once you slice that out and you're not really competing with anybody, you're just slicing out your own pie. I think I think it's it's like a it's a win win situation you know you so that's kind of my mentality with like filmmaking and like acting is just like hey i'm not really competing with anybody like you you can hire whoever you want to hire uh for this role because i'm still doing my own films i'm still auditioning for other films uh my You're still my enjoying goal yourself. yeah i'm still, still enjoying myself yourself, and over time i'm literally just you know slicing out my own pile to the point where people at least in new york know me enough to be like hey like i have this role like you don't have to audition you want it yeah sure i'll take it if it works my, my schedule um i want to that's kind of one one thing i wanted to mention and then Nuri, if you don't have anything else to say yeah, i'm just gonna ask my question Go um so it. two things you know we, we spoke about was you know the identity and 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 your viewpoint on the music industry was though are those two factors the main factors back in 2011 where i believe you shifted from uh r&b and hip-hop to more nasheed um you know, uh, religious, you know, um, music or whatnot. I don't know if I call it music, but I do. Is that, so was that the big kind of breaking point where just like, you know, nah, this is not for me. Um, so like, for example, for example, for me, you know, in my filmmaking, when I first started off, I was doing anything, anything that people threw at me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if there were scenes that, you know, were intimate, somehow the camera can cheat it off, whatever. I was doing it because I wanted to get my foot in the door as I got older more mature and you know my mind opened up you know and and I got clo- and my heart got closer to to my identity and my faith I realized I still wanted to do this but now I have boundaries these are my boundaries and I don't want to overstep this but I still get to do what I what I love so you know if you can just take us on that that journey of how that shift changed you um, I really appreciate it for the audience as well because you know they might be struggling through something like this as well
0: it's a very fascinating yeah. story actually yeah so please do tell us.
1: Yeah, so um, for me, um, um, when I started doing music um, back in 2007, I just stumbled upon it. Um, And I remember I was doing nothing at that moment in my life. And music was everything to me before that anyway. I used to listen to music all the time. I was literally like, uh, I was like a music buff man. Like anything about music, like I listened to everybody. I was a very eclectic listener of music. I would listen to, uh, this is how wide it was. It would go from Megadeth, Metallica, to Celine Dion. Nah. I, was just, I was a music fan, you know. And um, when I got into music, um, um, I, I've always had a connection with Allah. Like, my mum implemented that in me from a young age. And I've always had that, you know. Um, you know, you know there's rappers, right, who win awards and they're the craziest rapper. But on stage, when they win an award, they go, First, I want to thank God. You're like, What? The yeah. God's very like, I don't <laughs> do even like, you know what. It's a confusing, funny. You know? <laughs> so you're like, Okay, then. Um, so that, it was, that was me, so I believed in God, I believed in Allah And I remember I got into music, got into everything that was going well for me um, I was being played on major radio stations in England and across the UK I had two singles In England, when you build music back in, in 10 years ago You have to build, you have to build underground Like all the deeds have to know your name You know, the music is not, I wasn't even on social media mm. And um, I remember at that time I would perform in, in, in some mad nightclubs and i'd come home and i would pray isha i would literally i would put the mat down so, and pray isha so you, like,
0: you were still practicing at this time basically
1: i wasn't practicing i just okay. i just wanted to pray pray because i just felt okay, like, I, what? What I just felt proper guilty like, I was like what, the, what what and i was i didn't understand why i felt guilty i was like what because i had a connection with allah i always i always knew what was right and wrong like mm. i was always my mom my mom, I'm, I'm the youngest of six so my brothers, my brothers have done some crazy stuff. So I was like always <laughs> looking at them going, what the like, you know, so I always knew how it affected my mum, because I lived with my mum and dad the most. Everyone else moved out. So I used to see firsthand what they would go through after my brothers did a madness. So I was like, "Blooming you know, and like I'm I'm the I'm the guy who's watching all of the, the behind the scenes here. So it affected me. And my mum never gave up on Salah. She never always prayed Qur'an in the morning. My dad always prayed. And I was like, wow, like, you know, it really, you know, when you're young, you really absorb these things. You look at that and all that kind of element. So it was in me. So when I started praying, I was like, I felt more, I, when I started praying and I felt more guilty, more guilty, more guilty, more empty inside. And I remember it was around 2010 when I picked up the English Quran. Mm. And, uh, I, and then I also picked up the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam And I started reading it and it literally, every page was like literally changing my life in front of me. And I remember at the same time, things were going well for me in music. Um, And, you know, musically, the DJs were knowing my name. You know, the songs were being, uh, you know, played on this radio station, that radio station. And I remember it was 2011 when I was finally like, um, I just don't feel right. I go go into the studio, I'm miserable. I go perform, I'm miserable. I'm feeling empty. I feel depressed. I was feeling depressed. You know, I was feeling empty. I'd wake up miserable. I'd go to the studio. I'd be like, "Oh my god! I don't want to! I don't want to do this! I don't want to do this!" And I remember when I when I gave up. It was 2011, early 2011. Um, I remember I um, I came across the um, uh, the saying that the Prophet Muhammad said about music. You know, there'll come a time. You know, this is in uh, Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. There'll come a time when umma, my ummah will make certain things which are haram, halal, and he said he said he used um, liquor. Fornic- uh, fornication wearing of silk for men and the you and the use of musical instruments and i was literally i had, now you can imagine me sitting in my room i've got three guitars looking at me <laughs> i've got a keyboard yeah there and i've given myself to i've got a stack of cds in front of me i'm like no like i was like oh I'm, what the first question in my mind was like what am i gonna do bro like, i don't know how to do anything bro like am i gonna have to like that n- no disrespect to any job anybody who does any job respect to everybody but I thought am I going to do a job I don't want to do in my life now what am I going to do so I just I, I quit it I, I quit there and then and I remember my manager called me and he goes like, we've got a radio we've got a radio interview with one of the biggest DJs in England in my, in my genre R&B music in, on BBC uh, and well, that would have like, been a game yeah, changer not... for you wouldn't it yeah have man it, yeah it was at the time was he was huge he would break lots of ice Ronnie Harrell he, would, he was breaking lots of ice, And I thought to myself, no, I'm not doing it. I, I've, I've quit. I've done. I'm done. And my manager was, uh, my manager's a really cool guy, man. I actually connected with him after what my album did. And we actually spoke to each other about God for the first time. Like, we never, ever spoke about God. like. And he was, he was, he's a Christian. And he was deep. We had a deep conversation, man. And uh, so it was like, yeah, man, that was it. For me, I, I never looked back from there. Uh, Brother hussein I never looked back and, when I quit, it was difficult, man. You know, every single day, imagine. by the way, I want to, I every day, every single day, I want to go back to music. Wow. Like, every day, like, for me, but see, the thing is that we all have a struggle in life. Like, um, some of us like to smoke or whatever, I don't know. Some of us like to do whatever. My Mine is music. It was a huge passion for me, man. And uh, that was it. My first machine I did was called Allah. The story is much deeper, and it's in much more in-depth than all that, but, uh, you know, with time, obviously, I can't get into it fully, but uh, that was really it my, my you know uh, how i came back so for for Michelle. your
2: view for your viewpoint all music was forbidden in, in your thought process which pushed you to just quit
1: yeah i, I Got it. The okay. thing for me is that when i gave up when i when i started practicing i started doing things very slowly i, I used to have interest in my bank mm. and i remember i had a, a lovely overdraft limit you know and i was like yeah yeah i love going to this overdraft limit. <laughs> so um uh, I went, uh, when, I saw, when I saw interest was haram in, and I read it in Sahih, um, or Shubhara, sorry, in uh, uh, Surah Al Baqarah, I read it and I thought, oh my God. So I went, I, went to the, I went to the bank and I remember I went and I went, yeah, hi. And he went, hello. And I go, yeah, I want to get rid of my interest. And he goes, why? I, went, I was looking at him like, why are you getting rid of my interest, bro? Like, I'm not talking to you about my life. And he looked at me and he smiled and he goes, are you Muslim? And I went, now, by the way, I started growing my beard as well. And I was like, yeah. And he smiled. <laughs> and he smiled in the, in a way like, got
0: it.
1: Yeah. penny pl- of
0: you have come here before
2: asking the same thing. I met many thing. of yeah. you.
1: I met many <laughs> of you guys <laughs> are walking in, and I felt I felt a bit good. I thought, Alhamdulillah, I guess I'm not alone here. So you how's your like, stock I'm, market doing? I don't. Yeah. No. No. i'm, not, I'm, I'm <laughs> So I'm me, me feel so uh, bad I'm about my,
0: even, my overdraft. Now I'm just like, oh, I gotta pay off. Oh, no, no. 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 I don't
1: want to. I don't want to make anyone feel bad. This is my own personal journey as <laughs> well. Yeah. So I got rid of like literally everything was dropping off. Like even certain people. And all that. And then the final thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthened me to get me to the bit which I love the most, which is music. Like mm. it's, it's, it's like how they say about um, alcohol, right? They say that the, uh, the Sahabas used to drink alcohol before, obviously. Mm. They used to, obviously, before Islam, they used to drink it like we can't even imagine. They, they, some some uh, speakers actually laugh about it and go, what, you think this guy on a Friday night is drunk? Because you should have met some of the you know, Sahabas back in the day before Islam and uh and uh, allah did not say straight away um alcohol is forbidden because allah knows who we are and uh, you know he's our creator allah brought in uh, the problem made everybody fall in love with allah first so when you love someone so much and then someone says stop it you're going to stop it if you love that and then they say the streets of um uh, i think it was mecca we were like full of alcohol Like, you know, because they all poured all the alcohol away. And that's exactly what happened to me with music. If that happened to me, like that's why, you know when you when I talk to people about music, right? And they love music, yeah? And I'm like, yeah, bro, but you know, music, you know, the Prophet Muhammad says something, they're like, No. But my Sheikh said he my Sheikh said no. And I'm like, All right, but your Sheikh's not bigger than Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Mm -hmm. And then they're like then they don't know what to say, they're like they want to fight. But I'm like, listen (laughs) I'm like I'm like, I'm not. I'm, this what I mean is they love music so much. I'm not saying they don't love, uh, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Sallam. But but, the, but they they love they, they, music. they go
0: out their way to defend. it Is what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, 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 I get. I've got. I've. I'm literally. I've been blacklisted. When I came into Nasheeds, I thought that the grass is greener on the other side. You know, one of those guys. There's no grass. There was no grass. <laughs> I found concrete. I found concrete with with hard rocks in it. You know, and I was like, what, what? I was like, right, like, is this what's happening here? So basically, it's that. It got me to that stage where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala trained me, trained me. And then I literally, it's funny because I gave all my guitars and my music to, away to my Hindu friend. So I was like, I was very, <laughs> that I didn't
0: yeah. I, I, I'm very curious as to, and again, I'm not trying to put anyone down at all. I just want to put that out there. Um, but obviously there is this kind of movement of, of, of uh, fellow brothers, many of whom are friends, mutual friends of ours, um, who openly and actively use music in their tracks. Um, you know yeah. about Allah and you know about um, you know Islam and the struggle of Islam and do very very well. Which was in the beginning when when I said that you know uh, vocal only nasheed, are kind of seen as the underdog. I was kind of referring to that because that movement is, is, is so big. Even people like Sammy Yusuf, for example, who yeah. might not be doing straight up R and B, still uses like you know certain instruments in his stuff. Dare I say softer instruments or whatever? Um, but I guess what I'm interested to 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 ask you is, do you feel like I don't only really say you compete with them but do you feel like on a, on a creative level sometimes you you're kind of your hands are tied at all um, by not being able to use even like soft instruments here and there because you are someone who was in music you understand music and you know this is something very interesting that I've kind of picked up on the past uh, year or so just understanding sound because I I was never a sound guy I'm always I'm a visual guy once you start mm. looking like for example this podcast mic here I was so close to selling it the other day because I was like you know we do a podcast and it's great but it's, it's like 500 pounds or something of the show mic set up. I'm like, let me just trade it for something else. I spent weeks just trying to figure out one that sounds like it. And it's like, you can't get one that's as good as this. So no. my point is, once you figure out sound, you kind of locked into that position and you are someone who who was in music, who had every instrument at your disposal, uh, at at your disposal you could do whatever you want now you've kind of in this uh, state of mind where all music is haram nasheed only vocals only so now it's like you can't use a, a little guitar here you can't use piano here to give you a bit of emphasis or whatever um so does that do you find that a struggle and how does that affect you creatively is what i want to ask you
1: um creatively it doesn't it doesn't affect me alhamdulillah uh, yeah of course i can't deny it. i do miss it i do miss putting a, a guitar in or a bass guitar it's easy because otherwise i'm i'm the person who's doing uh, replacing all that um, the thing that um, is the drawback Is the, the people who do use the instruments Like you know the, the brothers who do use the music uh, Because it's like uh, You know unintentionally we're competing each other uh, Against mm. each other And I don't want that you know. And, and, and what I want to stress as well now Is that man if you use instruments Whatever I'm not here to judge anybody man I'm judging myself um, my, I'm, I'm, I'm going to face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on my own I'm not going to be with anybody else. Like, and yourself, all of all of us here are going to uh, are going to be in front of Allah Subhanahu wa on our own on the day of Yom al kiama on the day of judgment. And I don't want to judge anybody, man. Like, I don't know what someone's struggle is. I don't know what they're going through. But the biggest thing is being actually the music element of it. Like, you know, when you hear, I get it a lot when people go, oh, yeah, that artist who does instruments, he also releases vocals only. That. That angers me, bro. Like I'm not lying; it angers me, right? Because I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, you have, you know, what's what's that saying when they say, "Have your cake and like eat." What, what, this man yeah, eat you, all.
0: You of can't, it, you can't have your cake and eat it as well.
1: Yeah, but this guy's eating all of it. He's like eating <laughs> all of it, like you know. And you're sitting there thinking, <laughs> like, you like, you know, why? Because I'm so passionate about what I do, and I'm so like, man, I don't compromise. Wallahi, I don't compromise. When I'm in the studio, my producers are all non-Muslims, right? Mm. And they figured out the Muslim audience. And whenever we're doing something they literally look at me and go i they, don't they go they go i don't want to disrespect you omar but the muslim audience when it comes to music your audience is not that shrewd when it comes to sounds so why don't you just use a a, a, a synthesizer they ain't gonna know mm-hmm. bro and i look at them and go yeah i know but allah knows like what are you talking about like i can't cheat allah like uh, and then they're like they're like they, they look at me like because they don't obviously practice they obviously they're, they're not muslims they look at me like i'm crazy you know, because I, I, you know, because I don't think one of them—they do believe in God—but you know that it's always that question that they're having between each other, uh, amongst themselves. So it's it's that kind of element of I'm so vocal, yeah. That even even when I hear someone say to me, I I hear music there. I'm like, bro, you don't even know what a BV stands for. You don't even know what a pop shield is. Mm. So how are you even speaking about something? I can't go in there and speak about something like you know you guys do film right? I can't yeah. go in and go well yeah guys can you do that and you're like bro you don't even know what you're talking about bro like go away like literally go away <laughs> Yo, that's like, me, you, know, man. you know what I'm that's saying so, to go
0: you're reminding me of some really uh, annoying clients I used to have carry on <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's, 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 it's true right like it's yeah. true like it's, it's like I was speaking to a brother the other day and he goes to me and he goes to me Omar I just got an email for work for a video job and this guy wanted me to do 10 videos in 10 different locations and his budget was 200 pounds I went <laughs> what <laughs> And then oh he went god. back to him and went, "Brother, my fee is this much." And the guy came back and went, "Oh my god, that much money! Like, literally, the 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 audience that we're in, the Muslim audience, literally doesn't have a clue. It cost me a minimum a thousand pound to produce one nasheed. Wow, yeah. a minimum, yeah? yeah. And then people go, seventy nine p. Why is it seventy nine p on iTunes? And like, wow, raw bro, like you're spending mad money on." stuff every day you know it, it's it, that man I could have a rant about that right I could yeah. talk I, about the Muslim would, kind of I
0: would I would jump on that as well because again like we, we are it's a very broad statement but just based my experiences your experiences has things as well um, we are a community that is very selective about what we spend money on um, wow. and it's funny because like you know if you were to pay uh, one of my friends he's a fellow videographer he shared a, a post um, uh, a few weeks ago which I reshared on Instagram, and he was basically like, you can spend on uh, food for an event, you can spend on the speaker, you can spend on, you know, sound quality, you can spend on everything else, marketing, whatever, but video and, you know, social media, that's the most uh, priceless thing, right? That, that That's the most valuable thing right now. So, you know, you want to spend 200 pounds, 300 pounds on, on a video, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense because, you know, uh, I, I just, again, I, I, can also ask, I can also go in there. No, around,
1: but, but it's a skill. No, but no, you're, it's the, the, what I don't understand is that, what we do, Alhamdulillah, you know, it's all thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that it's a specific s- skill. No one can, not many y- years in do the it. making as well. Yeah. Years in the yeah, making. Like, no, no disrespect, but anyone can make food, you know. Yeah. Like my mum can make you food if you want. Like, my mum my can make 100 people food. My wife can do it. I'm not mm. dissing a good chef, by the way. I'm just giving an example. They're spending so much money on a caterer when there's about probably 15, about, sorry, about 30, 100 caterers out there, but there's not 100 filmmakers like that out there. And right. they probably are, but they, they're very specific in what they do. Like mm. with Nasheeds. Like we've been, we've been quoted money. Like, what's your budget? The, the lowest I ever got was £50. And this was, this was nine years into the game. I'm nine years into the game. And someone emailed and uh, basically uh, my brother's my manager and he replied back. Well, he, not really, but he sits in his office and he Wait, replied sorry, sorry, So emails, right?
0: So just understand, so someone was quoting you to pay them £50 for a video or?
1: No, no, no. So what happened was that we got a booking inquiry. Oh, I see what you're saying, and fine, okay, fine. We got a booking inquiry and my brother, my, we always ask the question, what's your budget? Mm. And the person replied back again, £50? Pound? Mm. My brother replied back and went, bro, I'll pay him 100 to not come to your event. <laughs> you, know, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's ridiculous, bro. It, yeah, this... It's like, it's, it's ma- you know, I'm, I'm launching a, a children's platform next month, inshallah, called Alif Bata Kids. It's an animation platform. Yes. I have an office in Pakistan. And uh, we're doing a subscription basis that like pay monthly. I know what's going to happen already, bro. I know that it's going to be like, oh, is it? Why is it so much, brother? Brother, why is it so much money? Yeah, but can I? How much you pay for Netflix? Right. How much you pay for Prime? How much you pay pay for? You know, at least I say OnlyFans. You know, because I know some Muslims <laughs> are on that as well. You know what I'm saying? So with different the, names. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy how we don't. We, this is why we don't grow. Brother Hussan, why you the you, know the question about creativity this is why we don't grow bro.
0: Yeah. Omar wh- why do you think that is? Why are Muslim immigrant communities why why do we have this kind of mind-
1: mindset? We don't respect uh, we don't respect art. Uh, we're babies. We're babies in art bro. We're like you know Hollywood is so far ahead of us. Right? Uh the music industry is so far ahead of us. It's 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 it's, it's mad but see the thing is that I don't blame that because our parents came into this country to build the country. They were and focused to work on making money
0: to perform the table, right yeah, now.
1: yeah, yeah. Now, I I wanted to be, when I was younger I wanted to be a footballer, right? Mm. I remember when I told my dad that, yeah, he looked at me like I'd said I'm a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he's a like, footballer. And and bro, my dad, you know, he never ever came to any of my football matches and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying anything about my father, but he didn't understand that. He was like, "Football? Like, you know, so it's like" We uh, that's why we're not in, we're not in anything. If you look at England, right? There's uh, like like if we look at the just look at the South Asian community. There's over one million of us, right? Or probably touching two. We don't have one footballer. We don't have one English Premier League footballer. I know everyone goes on about Hamza Chowdhury, but Hamza Chowdhury is, is, is mixed race. You know, unless there are. I'm not really into football now, but mm. there ain't no big top um, South Asian player. Mm. Yeah. When a South Asian player makes it in England, yeah? Trust me, that's going to be a gold mine, bro. Right. Because the South Asian kids love football. Like, if you go to every academy, there's South Asians in it. But mm-hmm. then, we, then we're going to go into racism, to be honest with you. So many, it's a very in-depth conversation, right? Of what's happening in the music world and sorry, the football world and sport and all that kind of stuff. And, but the element is that we just don't, we just don't respect art, man. We actually I don't agree. respect art. We don't I respect agree. art. Like, listen, you know Shah Rahan, if Shahrahan is um came to uh, an event right yeah they'll pay Shahrahan, they'll mortgage their house remortgage their house yeah yeah they'll be like oh Shahrahan's coming to sing dance at my daughter's wedding well, we're going to yeah you go to if i go to him yeah we charge a grand what a grand how dare you they actually start questioning your life bro they, like, literally start making you think, They're like,
0: oh, can, you, can you break down why you're charging this much and how much time it takes you, all this, all this nonsense? Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's horrible. You
1: know what? It's, and, and I always see, the um, the Muslim creatives are always online, right? I always see the postman going, I've worked for 20 years, man. I'm not charging you for today. I'm charging you for all of that experience. Mm. You, know, it, it, I, you know what? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are becoming a bit more savvy, you know, when it comes to that kind of element. But we have got a long, long way to go, man. We've got a long way to go to get to the stage where we might not even get to that stage of what non Muslims are. And I don't think we need to be as well. I don't think we need to be so invested in art because we have to invest ourselves in Islam first. Mm. You know, that's the ultimate thing in our life. We are, we are on this dunya to serve Allah. This is, my, this is my belief. But we should do it in whatever way we can. Like, Brother Hussain, you do it in your way. Brother Nuri, you do it in your way. I do it in my way. And we're trying to live in this dunya as the normal traveller, the our next fellow human being. Right? So we're never gonna get that Hollywood stage, but we're gonna we're gonna try.
2: Right.
1: You know, I'm I'm trying. Brother Hussein, you're trying. And inshallah ta'ala, we will change we will change mindsets. And who knows, man, when we're granddad's inshallah, yeah, we'll be looking at we'll be looking at like I'll look at a Nasheed in our, our, there'll be a Nasheed um um album an album chart officially and there'll be a movie kind of thing where Muslims are doing their thing, but we're not. We're not compromising our faith right. uh, to be in that in that space.
2: You know, I, I definitely think art in our communities is extremely undervalued, underappreciated, which is which is very interesting because you know, if you look at Islam in general, art is so embedded in the religion itself. I was going to make that same point. At, yeah. at least I see it that way, right? Yeah. Um, so from, it makes you, it makes you wonder.
0: Way, it makes you wonder how yeah. far away we are from Islam. In essence,
2: right? The- exactly. That's where I was gonna go. It was just like, yeah. even something as like, the prayer rug and, and the and the way we pray, to me is an art form. It it, it really is like an mm. art form. To the way the Quran is written and 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 compiled, that's an art form, right? Um, there's just so many ways to, to to take that. So you know, I, I don't know the art scene, um, with the Islam scene in, in in the UK, for example. But I know both of you have some experience in the US, but over here, when it when it comes to like the underappreciation of the art, that's slowly shifted, you know. And, and why that is is because many individuals like myself that are first-born generation Americans, especially here in New York, that's basically what I can speak to you about. We we've, we've progressed. We're all in professional fields where, where where the pockets are bigger now. You know, Alhamdulillah for like the community here in New York. My friends who are, myself who are all first-generation born. You know, our parents are retiring, they're stepping out of the way, and we're coming into the forefront. You know, like my my day job, uh, um, you know, I work in finance, right? Um, that That pays the bills for me to be able to do filmmaking on the side. So, like all my friends, everybody in the film industry, we're all progressing moving forward. So, now, when it comes to investing in the art, there's more money flowing. You know, and, and like we said, like, you know, if there's no money, there's no flow. Like, for, for example, two, three of my friends who are successful lawyers and engineers and financiers on their own, you know, just like how much, how much you need. Oh, I need to raise like 10, 15 grand for this one short film. Okay, that's not bad. If four or five of us come together and and, and hook you up, we, you know, we can come together. So I, I'm seeing a shift, at least on this side, where, you know, as we progress in society and and we're getting those jobs and moving on up and, you know, you know we're investing into the community we're, we're seeing a lot more muslims being pumped into the art into the art world i mean i'm seeing a lot more screenwriters here i'm seeing a lot more filmmakers content creators um and when i'm looking around it's just like it's like a universal cycle of, of investments in each other you know whether they do it a different way so i just wanted to make
1: that viewpoint beautiful beautiful Aman, mashallah I need to. Know, I need to. I need to get the number of your friends, by the way, for that money.
0: <laughs> by the way, so Omar, America is very different when it comes to money. By the way, and it comes to like investing in projects and stuff. Hasn't really? you know, UK is yeah. UK is very stingy. UK. nothing like that. You know, yeah, it's I, I, very I, I, interesting. It, it, it might just be because we don't have. A, I think you guys might have more money or more money to spend, um, just because your market is bigger. That's a whole but, finance conversation, but the anyway.
2: the, in, the interesting part is the UK invests. In art, more as a country, in my opinion, because how I see it, like like with the with like the Netflix series and the films and everything going on out there, there's so much, so many artists out there. There's less artists here, but there's is an, an abundance of opportunity if that makes sense. Over here, there's less money from like the, the United States being pumped into the art. It's all private sectors and and whatnot. But over here, it's just like there's money to go around. To to like you need a film. How much you need a million dollars? I right, let me make a phone call. Or like, hey, I know this guy who's like the vice president of Citibank, and he just so happens to be a Muslim in the community, and he lives in a three million. I'm talking about somebody I actually know. He lives in a three million dollar penthouse, and that's the know, guy you want to contact. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my, <me>, give, <laughs> give me his number. Connect him. But um, but <laughs> that's what I'm seeing. But that's what I'm seeing. Let like, give, over let here.
1: Give, is, brother, is Husslein, less, let me give you an more. example. Let me, let me give you an example, brother. Husslein. I did a nasheed um in 2019 uh, called um. Jumma Mubarak. It's an animated nasheed, and I was working on it for years. I was uh, working on it for years because we we had a team in Pakistan, and I was working on it for about four years before that because I've always wanted to. um, Kind of like the youth is such an important aspect of Islam, and you know, because you know, I'm not saying brainwash, but we need to we need to program them to love Islam from a young age. Yeah, right. Right? So uh, Jumma Mubarak, I had this vision, and I remember I went around to so many people. Yeah. For just six thousand pound. Yeah? I said yeah. look, six thousand pound, this division, it's gonna be an, it's gonna be uh, here's the machine, I know what I'm doing, this is my field, I know what the what what, what people like, the video, here's the storyboard and all that. Nobody, mm. literally nobody. I had to fund it, perform, save up money, fund it. Today it's sitting on twenty million views on YouTube. Wow, right? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And I remember I spoke to one of the guys I went to, and I went, and he went, Oh, that's doing great. And I went, Yeah, I know. Alhamdulillah. I went, You remember, you do know that I came to you for the money, right? Like, and you would have, like, it would have showcased, you know, us supporting each other. And I went through the same thing, by the way, with my animation platform, I live by our kids. I went to everybody to give me money. No, nobody. Nobody. All I needed for it was um, 30,000 to, you know, because creating animation is extremely expensive. Right, it is. 100%. Yeah, right? for sure. And, 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 alhamdulillah, I found a team in Pakistan. I found everything. I got eight people who work for me in Pakistan. Um, I had to get the app ready and all that kind of stuff. And, I, and, and they didn't do it. So I had, to, I had to just work hard. I had to hustle you yeah. know, to do it. And, 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 but now, inshallah, when I put it out there, only Allah knows if it's going to be successful. But, bro, every single time I do a project, just even getting a couple of grand out of it, Maybe. you know, like even a sponsorship, is like literally getting like water Love out of stone. It, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. tough
2: because you have sheer numbers out there. You know, I, I feel like the Muslim population out in, in the UK is tr- like three or four times what it is in the US. But you,
0: know, but you know what I'm surprised about is that you get such good views. Your views are very high. And, you know, yeah, so I'm surprised that you as someone who's getting so many views and so much traction yeah. cannot raise, cannot monetize that enough. Uh, that, it's mad, isn't that, it? Like, I asked myself
1: me. that question as well. I literally yeah. sit there going to myself, I am one of the most, alhamdulillah, subscribed Muslim, Muslims like, in the world on YouTube, right. right? And I cannot get someone to give me... <laughs> we might be really bad business people here. We're, we're <laughs> quite yeah, you know, someone's like,
0: these guys have been trying to raise money for the past 10 years. Maybe they're not <laughs> financially maybe they're too. not. Maybe,
1: no wonder he just said the I told you I'm not good at my numbers. Um, so it's literally every time... I've stopped, Like I've literally stopped going to people.
2: Right. Like,
1: I've literally stopped going to people for projects. I'm doing... And I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing a project Which I've been trying to Again, raise money for, for For years We're doing it next year I'm doing it with a brother Called um, uh, Sayed Jawad um, yeah, yeah, Basically, MJ, yeah Yeah. No. yeah, yeah he's he's yeah. an amazing guy, man like, He did yeah. my latest sheet called Rabba Yeah, I saw that, And yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a beautiful guy And when I told him About the project like, it's, it's like, it's, When I showed him The project, right He literally went Oh my God I think I know some guys Who will put money And I went Don't say that to me, bruv Because I know That never, ever happened." cuz so if it if if, the, if and he's show. like no 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 I know some people in chat so it's like um we're working I'm going to meet him today actually and um SubhanAllah, we're going to be going over the project but it's literally now every time I want to do a project I just in my mind mentally I go I'm going to do this job I'm going to do this performance I'm going to take this project on and I'm going to fund the project that's right. how I look at things so mm-hmm. it it's it, we we I don't know what it is bro like even in America I've noticed that they are different man they got they, 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 they're I mean, different they, with the money kind of thing they,
0: like. they they've got more expendable income and they also have less they value islam more you know th- there was a, a someone once told me for example there's more mosques in america than there are imams to be in them like they, 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 oh, wow. they, they they're yeah. so hungry for 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 what we have here we have an abundance we have mosques everywhere programs all the time halal yeah. food festivals and like we're just we're just you know halal shops on every corner like we 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 don't deserve it, honestly. In America, they yeah, yeah, yeah. they because it's more scarce, they value it more. So when they see, so if you were living in America right now and you were producing Nushi videos and you were living in Wisconsin or whatever, and you went to the mosque and said, "Look," and they're like, "Well, you know, this is this is amazing." You know, we don't they yeah. they value it more, right? Because they, yeah. they they don't live with it as much. I think I think that's what it is, maybe. maybe I'm
2: just um prolificating, I you think know. you're right. Um, I think
1: we're spoiled. I think you're right, man. We're sport. <laughs> we're we're sport. You know, what?
2: What I would say is, I think I think they're willing. At least over here, we're willing to invest more, simply because it's a tax write-off for us. <laughs> so we can write it off of our taxes, and we can just get some money back. Honestly, I think that's what it is. I think that's the reason. Like, oh, like you need ten grand here. Like, I'll get like fifteen grand off my taxes, so I don't have to pay less tax because taxes are high here, man. <laughs> Let's be honest. A, I want to.
0: I want to end on a, a positive, uh, a, a inspirational note because I know we're all very wound up here, and we can uh, go on tangents. Um, but one thing you know that really inspires me about you, and just by speaking to you. Um, I, I, I sense this, not just the sincerity, mashallah, but this innate drive to do things. And it's, it's very inspiring. Why, where do you feel like that, 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 that comes from, that strong work ethic? I mean, I think mine, I don't know, maybe you might uh, uh, see some common ground here or not. My work ethic definitely comes from, you know, my dad coming into this country, trying to build for himself, just seeing how hard he works, the sweat coming down from his forehead, taking, you know, he used to be a cab driver at one point, you know, doing... Uh, oh. uh, night shifts as opposed to day shifts to make more money so growing up with that work ethic I feel like in our communities we're, 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 we, 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 we we value work you know we, we're almost addicted to work um, and I feel like you have that as well that drive to to not just do things but do them well to make sure, make sure they go far um, where yeah. do you think that work ethic comes from and what advice would you give to anyone in any creative industry who feels like they want to um, uh, dive in but they, they face roadblocks be it money be it you know people not supporting them etc yeah so it's a double, double, question, but
1: no, I, th- I think you know, Subhanah. What you said about your father, so I remember my dad uh, used to be a bus driver. You know, so our parents are literally, you know, you know, come up and built something, and it's so inspiring, right? That they've come from a foreign land, they've come here, they build the houses that we sit in, right? Alhamdulillah, and they've done something amazing, and that is definitely my, my father's a huge inspiration for me, uh, subhanallah. But my 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 main reason for my work, ethic is is for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You know, um, Brother Nuri, for me, right, is that um, I just want to leave a legacy on this earth, inshallah, for my children and for my family, that people will say that, oh, look, he did something for Islam. Like, we are never, ever going to be like the great um, people in our religion, like, you know, like right. the, 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 the giants of our deen, right? But we can, we can try, we can, we can, like, leave a little, a little stone, you know, and just go, you know, a little, little footprint. Alhamdulillah, you know, I did that And for me, I'm so passionate about Islam I love it so much I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much I can't, like if we had a podcast about talking about Allah Right, it would it, 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 be, for me, it's the most enjoyable thing Like when I sit with people, my Muslim friends When I talk about Allah, it's that The love for me is, I just want to please Him. I just want mm. to be on a day of judgment Where I ask my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my king I gave up everything for you and I, do you accept it from me? And I just want my king to say yes You know, and, and, and you did what you, what you did on this earth We're, We are surrounded by haram, right? And so that's, that's the main reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And to the brothers and sisters out there Man, put your faith in Allah, man Like there is no better place to start And know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who provides risk Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one I remember, quick story before uh, you know, I, 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 I conclude with it I remember I was driving to the studio in the early parts of my Nasheed career in 2012. And I was driving and I literally had to think between eating food and going to the studio. And I thought to myself, I'm going to have to go to the studio. I need to finish this album off, I, you know. And I remember I was, I was driving and I remember my car, the fuel sign started going, not the one where it goes and you're like, you've still got five miles left. This was already after that. <laughs> oh Yeah. No. So I was like, man, it was going and I, was, and I could feel it. And I was like, I ain't got no money. So I p- went into the petrol station. subhanAllah, so I went in, and bro, you know the penny coin area? I literally had, f- I find five pennies. I made a, p- a pound of five pence, five pence, five pence, five pence, filled up to a pound, walked in like a complete joker, yeah? Handed it to the guy. The guy looked at me like, what a, bl-? you know that look of, this guy's a bum. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, like, you know, okay. raw. Put it down, bro, I drove to the studio, and I sat there and I'm hungry, right? And I'm recording and i and i went to the bank right because i'm in my mind i thought how much do i have in my account i know i've got nothing but this is me just and broke other allah i went in and someone owed me 200 pounds
0: wow! and
1: it was there bro and bro i pulled out that, that i pulled that 20 pound bro and i went and had a big munch man <laughs> and i looked and i said thank you allah and that was for me that was the early early start for me in my nasheed career like you know, and it was like one of the first little uh, it was money, owed, but it was also like a, you know, like a, a basically it was a, the people who had signed me for the first nasheed and, and all that. And it was like, Alhamdulillah, it was like Allah saying that I'm going to provide, mm. you just keep working. And that's what I say to people out there is that if you believe it, if you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're going to succeed. And as long as not, you do not compromise your deed, as long as you not do something to cater to people, only cater to Allah and the people will come to you, inshallah.
0: Oh my, that's Allah. beautiful, man. I feel like we can talk forever and, and swap stories, and hopefully, it won't be the last time uh, we speak to you—not uh, just online, but hopefully in person, inshallah. Hopefully, we we'll keep in contact. No. Um, if anyone who's listening, uh, if they want to follow you, uh, listen to your listen to your nasheeds, where can they find you? Just, you
1: I just always have to people, Google me, Omar Isa <laughs> and you'll find me <laughs> everywhere, inshallah. Beautiful,
0: that's nice, Omar. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Take care, Assalamualaikum. Thank you so much. Warwick, Hope you enjoyed the episode, that was a wonderful conversation with the one and only Omar Issa. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with your friends and family and leave us a 5 star review, it really does help out the channel. We'll be back next week with another episode of 786 Boulevard.